Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Continental Tyres today. AFL Trade Exchange. For Ream. Install a Ream. Australia's favourite in hot water. And Repco Authorised Service. You can rely on your local Repco Authorised Service Centre. Continental Tyres, AFL Trade Radio, engineered in Germany, proven in Australia. Trade up to Continental Tyres this trade period. It's deadline day. It's Cal's birthday. G'day, Cal. Thanks, Riley. Happy birthday. Thank you. What a way to spend it. Yeah. Getting through some of the biggest deals. Where else would you want to be? (laughs) Well... Where else would you want to be today, Cal? I mean, there's a lot to get done. So by my reckoning, there's been 25 deals done already. I think there's probably... 25 deals or 25 players? 25 players traded, I should say. I reckon there's probably uh, 12 to 14 that will be discussed today. And we'll get through to all of them shortly. So are we going to break the record or are we going to just fall short? We'll fall short. So as we mentioned, I reckon we mentioned this on the first day, 44 players traded was the record throughout trade and free agency. Uh, so that was set in 2015 and 2018, I think. So I reckon we'll get... I'm going to tip 10 get done today. 10 players get traded today. We'll um, go through them one by one in a little bit. But a big show coming up and a couple of people central to the big deals yes. over the last few days and the remaining few hours. Jason McCartney, the head of football at the Giants, will join us shortly. And then the list boss at Richmond, Blair Hartley to come on for a chat as well. And they've got, as you mentioned, some of the big ones that are still bubbling away. So they, they obviously both negotiated the deal for Jacob Hopper yesterday. We'll get into that and the machinations there. But then from a Giants perspective today, Jay Gromira has a decision to make in terms of whether he moves to Fremantle or GWS. It's it's rare that a player gets into this final day of a trade period having not yet made a decision on where their future lies. I mean, this is, this is something that's normally decided two, three weeks uh, before the trade period begins, but obviously just given the fact that it develops so late, and we love this because it gives us something to mm. to talk about and, and debate and discuss over the next few days. But yeah, Jay Gromira and his decision as to where he wants to play his football from 2023 onwards is going to be one of the central points of today. And still playing that out as we speak. So we'll speak to Jason McCartney about that pretty shortly, but clearly a big talking point in the remaining seven and a half hours, and you can catch all of them on afl.com.au, AFL Trade Radio. We'll be at Marvel Stadium uh, in a couple of hours and then right up and through to the deadline and past it as well because we know that although clubs have to lodge the deals um, before 7.30, they can take some time to be officialised. Officialised, love it. Uh, Which deals do you believe are the most intriguing of today? Well, clearly there's so much interest on Josh Dunkley and, and, and... that's going to be linked into a lot of other things now. And, and the reality is that's now got ties to Lloyd Meek. It's got ties to Rory Lobb. It's got ties to Jeremy Sharp. Um, there's ties everywhere. So, and then, and included in that now is the potential if Jago Mira does want to go to 
yep. Fremantle, he's going to be tied into that as well because what are Fremantle going to be willing to give up um, for all of these players um, coming in and potentially leaving as well? What are they going to be happy to accept? And what are the Bulldogs going to be able to offer without a deal done for, for Josh Dunkley? So that clearly is um, the big domino to, to be falling potentially. And what happens after that will be huge. Yeah, I'm fascinated by the Ollie Henry situation and just what more Geelong could offer, given the fact that we know pick 25 isn't going to be enough. I mean, even if they get 33 back for Radical Air, I think if, if 25 is not enough, the prospect of 25 and 33 together, I can't see that tempting no. Collingwood any further. So then, as Josh Gablich reported on AFL.com.au last night, there's the willingness to, to go into the draft period and there's no indication that he wants to stay at Collingwood next year, even if a short-term deal is offered. And then just how that looks. I mean, would it be a national draft situation? Would it be a pre-season draft situation? Um, and, and well, it would be a pre-season draft situation. And the price it's, that he sets and whether or not a club would, would, would take a punt on him earlier. Because the Cats aren't going to be wanting to use pick, pick seven on him. So pre-season draft would be the way to play that. But Could they take him at 25 in a national draft? Uh, they could, but why would you if you can get him in a preseason mm. pick? Yeah. So it's going to be fascinating to see how that one unfolds. I think the Lloyd Meek situation is also an interesting one. If Jay Gromira was to opt for GWS, I mean, you can see how that could be tied together with a Jay Gromira deal if he goes to Fremantle, but if he opts for GWS, then how it looks and whether or not that one gets done. And then there's just so many deals still to be done in terms of three team trades and we spoke yesterday about uh, Sam Wiedemann and Aaron Francis and how they're linked and then how Josh Shackey plays into that at Melbourne if, if they lose Sam Wiedemann and, and what happens there. So it's going to be a, a fascinating sort of situation. You can have your say, text in 0419-187-323. Give us uh, what you think will be the most interesting trades, ask your questions away. We'll try and answer as many as we can. So it's going to be a fascinating little period, Cal, can you see, I want to talk to you about Asava Radigalia as well. Can you see him getting to Port Adelaide and, I mean, they don't have much left. So pick 33 is what's on the table at the moment. Can you see that being enough to get done? No, and I think Port Adelaide's been looking to see if they can turn pick 33 into a future second round pick. But the reality of this year's draft and, and how clubs are looking at next year and also just how they're viewing the pool overall means that clubs aren't willing to trade their future picks to get into this year's draft. And that's creating a little bit of an issue in terms of some of these deals going through and, and other ones not. So I think a, a future second round pick would be, as we reported yesterday yeah. on AFL.com.au, much more appealing for the Cats if that was to come through because pick 33 in this year's draft is three spots away from the end of the, the second round or four spots when you throw in a compensation pick or two. So if you, you bank on a future pick, you, the odds are that it's probably going to be better for you than, than 33 this time around. Yeah. It's going to be hard to find though, isn't it? <laughs> doing that is one th- Saying it is one thing, doing it is another. So uh, there's a little bit more to play out on that one. And I just think it's going to be difficult at the moment. But Port Adelaide's got a lot of work done this week already, having the odds stacked against them. And, and no players have been involved in that. No players will be involved in, in this one. Mm. They've got pick 33 and... and Look, he's contracted, and then again, broken record a little bit, but this is the power of the contract working in favour of the club. And sometimes that can happen as well at different stages too, where you, you have 
um, more control over the situation because there's a contract there for him. So the Cats do have the decision to make if they want to let him go or want to lose him. Yeah, it's going to be fascinating. We've got a massive show coming up on AFL, Continental Tires, AFL Trade Radio. We're going to speak to Giants General Manager of Footy, Jason McCartney, shortly. We'll also speak to Richmond List boss, Blair Hartley. But joining us on the line now is a man that's been central to a lot of the deals already done and potentially another one still today, and it's the Giants General Manager of Football, Jason McCartney. Jace, thanks for joining us on Trade Radio. Hi, Riley. No problems at all. How are you? Very well, thank you. I want to start by asking you about Jay Gromira. Have you been in, given any indication as to where he'll play his football next year yet? No, not yet. Not yet. Jay is in Perth at the moment. So he, he flew back there from Sydney, uh, uh, when was it? Tuesday morning, Monday morning. And so just the time difference there, um, he's had a lot to think about and underwent uh, some medical screening for us yesterday. So, um, yeah, we're just, just waiting to find out where the decision lies on that one. He slept in, Jace. He slept in. Maybe he slept, maybe he slept in over there in WA. It's a big decision. It's only nine o'clock in WA, so he's he's had his time to think about it. When do you expect a call to be made? Because obviously the the deadline's coming up in a few hours. Do you anticipate knowing one way or the other within the next hour or so? Oh, I'd think so. Yeah, once um, obviously that that time difference you alluded to. Yeah, we'll uh, hopefully in the next hour or two we'll, we'll get a bit more of an indication around that. So. There's plenty of time, though, Cal. I know you're talking deadlines. There's always plenty of time. <laughs> what gets this one done from your point of view? And, and tell us about how this has played out from a Giants angle. Yeah, I spoke with Hawthorne. Uh, obviously, canvassed it with uh, Jager's manager on Sunday, Tom Petroro. And I flagged it with, uh, tabled it with uh, Hawthorne um, on Monday around any opportunity. And the reason... The reason it came about is we, we were dealing with the Hawks last year and are acutely aware of their strategy where they're, they're going to the draft and they're trying to in, improve their draft position. Now, we were in a really strong draft position and we look at the picks we've got and we just thought there's an opportunity there with one of our picks um, to bring a high-quality person um, and player into our organisation that it's not only an on-field uh, about Jager, it's, it's off-field and training standards. Our group's got younger and we're bringing in a lot of young talent over this year and next year with the picks we've got. So it's, yeah, just someone that could be really important um, in shaping your club moving forward. So, yeah, the opportunity to look at that. And we're also conscious. We went into this trade period uh, acutely aware with the strategy of um, we had to realign our, our salary cap position and we've been able to do that quite well throughout this period. But whilst doing so, get up the draft order and get a really strong hand both this year and next year. And then ultimately, um, we're after pick one. Uh, I think, and you guys would have talked about a lot, there's, there's a lot of discussion and debate about, you know, what a club's doing. And, and I, I completely understand why uh, West Coast move from three and go out into the mid part of the first round. And it's exactly the same reason where we're sitting at three and we want to get to one because when you're an interstate club and the, the draft board is... Uh, predominantly at the top end, it, it looks like it's littered with Victorian talent. You've got some, you've got some risks there, and you might think it's fine that you just pick this player and you get him into your environment and system, and it's all fine. But it's his apprehension about a player right from the word go about making the move in the state, uh, and they may go home. You just can't take the risk, unfortunately. Are you, so, dra- are you drafting the, from a the, different the draft, draft board? board? Yeah. yeah, the draft board for us and maybe some other interstate clubs, it's not the same draft board. And that's okay. That's a reality. We're not complaining about it. So we do have to be 
yeah, we do have to look at things a little bit differently because everyone can throw up the players and, and we love all the players that are being talked about, but there's some we can't pick. That's a reality. So who are you picking at number one then? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Did you... Uh, good position to be in. <laughs> well, there's a big key forward who kicks goals and, and has the character that most clubs think is going to be pretty steady in Aaron Cadman. Did you raise that prospect with him around moving and, and how comfortable he'd be and, and what was his response? Oh, look, the, the recruiting team led by, obviously, Adrian Caruso and Emma does all our profiling, Emma Quayle and, and the interviews. So uh, they've had a number of chats with all the prospects throughout the year. And it was it was good to be back at Combine uh, last week and just sitting in some of the interviews uh, on Friday. And you've got your sports psychologist there going through what the profiling's been and just putting it more in layman's terms for the rest of us to understand. And, um, yeah, there was some great... We had a great chat with... With Aaron and yeah, there's there's some really strong things. You've got some guys who are really bullish about wanting to make a move in a state, and then you've got some who rightfully you understand why they, they're probably more comfortable wanting to stay at home, and and that's okay. That's that's we're a national competition. That's that's how it works. So you've got a. I like your point, Cal. It is a bit of a different draft board what what some of us look at in comparison to um, the Victorian teams. I want to talk to you about Jacob Hopper, a deal that you completed. Yesterday with Richmond, centred around pick 31 this year and a future first and a couple of later picks being thrown in as well. Can you talk to us about how this one played out with the Tigers? Yeah, obviously I've been dealing with Blair and the the Tigers for a fair while now. Once, uh, obviously, Jacob being in contract, there's a little bit more to do there, but with Tim Taranto as well. So, look, Richmond Footy Club and Blair in particular – uh, were outstanding in their dealings uh, with us all the way through. They did not hold back. They knew, they know they're getting two A-grade players and people. So right from the work go, they put everything on the table. They didn't hold anything back, and that was the negotiation was made a lot easier by that. Albeit we had to split the deals because we just knew we were just shy on Jacob um, what we were going to be able to get back. So we just needed more time to see if uh, there was talk of a player maybe going out of Richmond that might have got another pick that we would have definitely looked at uh, for that in comparison to some of the other deals we've done over a period of time. Um, so, so we just had to, we had to wait a, a little bit there and um, in the end we were able to facilitate it yesterday. Yes, there was talk of other Richmond players and I know Ivan Soldo was, was linked with us and we did do a medical and we had great chats but obviously Richmond were pretty keen to retain him but once again if I go back to our main objective is getting up the draft order getting a good hand over two years in the draft and realigning our TPP position, um, money going out and then too much coming in doesn't really help you. Mm. So Toby Bedford, great acquisition, a team we identified him really early in the piece, absolute need. Um, so that's that's why in the end a player wasn't involved in, in that deal. So you get it done, Jacob will have a great career there, he's a great person as is Tim and we wish them all the best and just, you move on. Just on that, Jace, you mentioned the TPP and you might be inferring to this, but is, is there a financial component to that arrangement with Richmond as well? As you say, Jacob was contracted for next year under a deal that, that you guys had with him. Is there a financial element to that too? Uh, no, 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 no. You, you would note, though, Cal, you're smart enough. A couple of late picks did go back that we're not using. So yes. people would look at that and go, what's going on there? A bit lopsided. But no, no, no financial contribution um, from us on that one. No, sorry, the other way on, on what was left over. The other, yeah. No, nothing for us. The Tigers, he's their player now. So, Jason, I want to ask, 
Is the is the move for and the interest in Jay Gromira is that linked to to Hopper and Toronto going out and the need to bolster some of that experienced midfield depth that you mentioned before? Uh, look, there's obviously Tanner Bruin's gone as well, so it's three midfielders out. But we feel like we're really well stocked for midfield uh, talent. So the approach and the the opportunity around someone like Jager is more the complete yeah package of the the person, his training standards, what he can do, and. Yeah, he could spend some time in there, but there's probably other roles he can play as well. And We've got some really good young mids and him, and if Jager was to come to our club, I'm sure he'd play a really important role in, in developing these young players into into really good AFL players and really good training standards. So, yeah, that, that's probably what we're looking at there rather than just looking to bolster midfield because we feel we've got some really good depth in there anyway. You surprised us last year with a couple of late moves for Chad Wingard and Luke Bruce. Do you got anything bubbling away this year in the final hours of the trade period? No, I haven't even come down, actually, so no. <laughs> <laughs> um, you've got Xavier O'Halloran, who's still uncontracted at the club, obviously a first-round pick from a couple of seasons ago. Can you talk to us where he's at and whether or not he'll be at the Giants next year? Yeah, yeah, he'll he'll be at the footy club. We just, look, it's an unfortunate situation for players to be in, but there would have been a number across the competition that have just had to wait through this trade period because you can't, you just need some flexibility. Like, it's just an unknown what can present in this period. So uh, that'll be something we'll be able to, um, you know, Julian Petrarca and myself, we'll be able to sit down and, and, and get sorted out, uh, you know, over this next little period now that um, we finish up tonight. All right, well, good luck for the remaining seven hours and 14 minutes of the trade period and uh, good luck with Jago Mira's decision, which is coming imminently. Thanks, guys. Really appreciate it. Well done over this period. Talk Thanks, soon. Jace. Thank you, Jace. That was Jason McCartney, the football boss at the Giants. Cal, we're going to have Blair Hartley on very shortly, Richmond's list manager, to discuss his involvement in the Jacob Hopper and Tim Taranto deals and everything that's going on at Richmond. That'll be after this quick break. This is the Trade Exchange for Rain, built tough for Aussie conditions. When it comes to water heating, ask your plumber to install the rain. You're listening to Continental Tyres AFL Trade Radio. Engineered in Germany. Proven in Australia. Search Continental Tyres today. Hit the road with a... Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply.